Before we get started today, did you know that both of us are trained and experienced coaches ready to work alongside you as you unlock your full potential? At Thrive in the Hive, our focus is on empowering moms and dads just like you. By exploring the core drivers in your everyday decisions, we'll work together to raise your awareness and harness your power to consciously choose how you show up for your parenthood. Imagine yourself with complete confidence and clarity in who you are. Imagine yourself equipped to seize life by the horns, creating limitless opportunities and recognizing limitless potential for you and your family. Message us to set up a free discovery call. Happy thriving! Hi everyone, we're Brianna and Suzanne, two teacher moms who are passionate about helping you create a home environment where your family truly thrives. We're here to help you with anything from setting up your family goals and the perfect physical space in your home to managing school expectations and parent-teacher conferences and everything in between. Whatever the unique needs of your family, we're here to help you get set up for success. Thank you for joining us today as we explore another topic to help you thrive in your hive. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive in the Hive. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We are so excited to be here and talking to you about creating calm in your household and the effects of having a calm household, not only on just the physical day-to-day living in your house, but actually down to the very wiring of your kids' brains. It's really phenomenal, the research out there, and we're just going to dive into that today as well as some strategies for actually going out and practicing this skill of creating calm in your home. I think it's really, really important that we think about this and we talk about this right now because there's so much stress in the whole world right now, and we can really see it with the kids at school. I can see it out in the environment. We've got COVID. We've got that pandemic. There's just so much just wrapped up in that that causes stress for people. People are worried about getting sick. They're worrying about their kids falling behind in school. The news is just kind of like doom and gloom all the time, and you know, there's all these world situations happening. We're just bombarded all the time. And I mentioned this on like maybe the last podcast where I was talking about how Liliana and I were out driving and people were so aggressive on the road. And I just think the stress is manifesting itself in in so many ways. And this is what really got me thinking about doing this episode because I think it just can't be good for everybody out there to be feeling all of this stress and then to be just kind of lashing out at probably their family, but I feel like if I see people lashing out at strangers, some of the ways I've seen recently, it just makes me think what's going on behind closed doors with families and the kind of stress that people are having and how it's affecting their kids. So I started reading a bunch of articles and looking at the effects of our parental stress on our kids. And like you said before, it's pretty staggering what happens. And I think we're all seeing this. And just a quick story, as an example, I went to Costco to get gas like two days ago. And if you go to Costco to get gas, you just have to pack your patience because the line is usually long and everybody just gets in line and there's two pumps at each station. And so the two pumps at every station were, were being used. And then when I pulled up, there was one car waiting in front of me and then me. And so, you know, I'm just like hanging out, listening to music, trying to be calm, like it's okay. And 
the people in front of us, I could tell they were agitated. And then the passenger was the man. He got out of his car and he went up to the two cars that were pumping. Like both people had just screwed the cap on and hung their the pump back up. And they like had just been in their car for maybe three seconds when the guy got out of his car. And he gets out and he's like yelling at them through their windows and waving his hands, like getting them to hurry up and go. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is happening? Like, these people, it's not like they've been in their car for five minutes trying to get it started or anything. Like, they had just sat down in their car. And anyway, so they drove off. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy's really, really stressed out and agitated. So then we pull up. And they proceed to take forever to get out of the car, to put the card in to get the, the cap unscrewed. And I'm thinking to myself, you're in such a hurry that you got out of your car to yell at these poor people. But then you take forever getting yourself like you weren't prepared to jump out of your car and, and pump your gas. It was the most bizarre thing. But all I could think was, these people are probably so stressed out about other things in their lives that they're like lashing out at strangers and they don't know how to handle their stress. It just got me thinking what's going to happen when they go home and they're with their kids you know, what is happening in their house if they're this stressed out at the gas station. So I just want us to think about ways we can create calm in our lives and think about the way we're treating others and just try to make things better for us in this crazy time that we're living in. Absolutely. I recently had a conversation with a friend who is also a counselor We were talking about the effects of stress on children, and they truly are sponges. They soak up all of our actions and behaviors. And think about all the adults who come into contact with a a child over the course of a day and how much that stress and that negativity can really build up in a child and like kind of weight them down. Think of a visual of every time a child comes in contact with an adult who's stressed out, they're in a very real way taking on some of that stress themselves it's like adding a stone to their shoulders Mm -hmm. okay so if they wake up in the morning and mom's super stressed out and rushing around and just doesn't have time and they're not able to connect with them in the morning we're adding a stone and then they you know go talk to dad in the kitchen and dad's super stressed out and he's frustrated because he's late for work or whatever add another stone And then maybe they're trying to get to school and the adult who greets them at the door of their school is not really there because they're preoccupied by all the things they're stressed about. Let's add another stone. Think about how very quickly those stones add up. Absolutely. Yeah. And just take a moment to, to think about that literal weight of the stone that that child is carrying around and kind of transfer that to this idea of stress and the stress of all the people around them. And then we have these kids walking around who are just, because they've been around all of these stressed out adults in their lives and because they have stressors themselves, it's so much harder for them to function and be productive and learn and grow and be kids. How often do we hear that expression? Like, let's let them be kids. Mm -hmm. And, And it's hard for them to be kids when everyone around them is tense and stressed all the time. I totally get what you're saying about the guy at the gas station, Suzanne. If he was that keyed up at the gas station, how is he going to be at home? And maybe there was a kid in the car, like seeing that example Mm -hmm. of like, okay, how do we act when we're stressed or when we're in a rush? Okay, we get out of the car and yell at people. 
great. Right. Let me write that down. We have to think about that. We have to think about what are we portraying to our children? Because I can guarantee you that however you are consistently acting in front of your kids, they're picking up on that and they are going to replicate that behavior when they're at school. And I'm not saying you can't have this one-off time where you lose your cool. That happens. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. I mean, everybody's going to, yeah. And I think we have to make that clear. Like we're not saying that you're never going to lose it. Life's going to be all rosy all the time. That is not what we're saying at all. But it's just thinking about how you're portraying it and like how often that's happening, really. When you think about how you're acting and if you're always in this state of stress and anxiety and agitation and you're lashing out a lot, I think then it's time to think what's happening. Maybe I need to deal with my stress a little bit better. And you are your child's first teacher as a parent and you're there through the role model. They're looking up to you and they are so dependent on you teaching them how to handle stress. The CDC says that kids that are subjected to this frequent and continual stress, it can completely alter their brain and their organs and set them up up for lifelong serious illness. And that just stopped me in my tracks because I'm thinking, wow, I, I feel so grateful that my kids are 17 and 19 and not having to grow up in this pandemic right now. And I think we have to try to shield the kids from that stress as much as we can because it could really be altering what's happening inside their bodies how their organs are developing how their brains are developing and again you can't just wrap kids up in bubble wrap and never have expose them to stress but just thinking about maybe when you come home you don't talk about all the bad stuff all the time try to find a way to have fun and play in the backyard and 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 when you're at the dinner table instead of having these conversations with how many people have come down with covid at work or at school because that's scary maybe talk about that with your spouse or with your friends when the kids are not around and try to limit the exposure to those kinds of scary stressful situations if you can That same CDC article goes on to discuss that incidences of obesity, diabetes, heart problems, cancers, and many other diseases, the risk goes up when a child lives with toxic stress. Same with their chances of developing depression, substance abuse independence, smoking, teen pregnancy, sexually transmitted diseases, suicide, domestic violence, all of those greatly increase when a child is living in that situation of toxic and chronic stress. It makes it a very tangible thing why we need to consciously create calm and why we need to consciously choose to mitigate that stress wherever possible. We often hear the phrase, oh, I'm so stressed out, or I just can't take it anymore. Like the stress is just getting to me. And I use those phrases all the time. I hear them all the time. That's just part of our culture, I believe. And, And we do live in stressful times right now. But if we think about it, like what times were not stressful? Yeah. Generations before us have lived through pretty horrific things. And, you know, this time we're in right now, COVID and there's unrest in various places in the world and there's lots of things going on out there but who's to say that these times are any more or less stressful than times people have lived through before and I think that it's just important to keep that frame of reference in mind so that we don't let all of these negative things get to us and get us down all the time they shouldn't define us we should be doing the things that are within our control that we can do but other than that we have this responsibility to 
create this calm not only for ourselves, but for our kids, because it truly does manifest itself in all of these physical ways. And that is nothing new, but it's just a point that we really wanted to drive home today. And you mentioned something, you said control. And I think that's something to really, really think about. When you're feeling stressed and you want to say these statements of, oh, I can't take it anymore. I'm so stressed. That kind of, those kinds of, when you're having those feelings, like really stop and think about what is truly stressing you out and categorize what are the things that I can do something about and what are the things that are totally out of my control. For example, as we're recording this, there's a hurricane forming in the Gulf of Mexico. And in the past, I think that would have really stressed me out. Like I would have been, oh, what's going to happen to the house if we have a direct hit? Is is it going to be okay? And now I don't even worry about that. I can't control where that hurricane goes and I can't go stand outside my house and protect it when it hits. So I just have to let it go and let it be what it's going to be. I can control other things like do I am I su- stocked up on supplies do we have canned goods do we have water are we going to evacuate or not those are the kinds of things that maybe I do need to stress out about because maybe I'm not prepared or maybe I am and I don't need to stress but thinking about what you are in control of because when you're stressed out about things that you can control then you can do something about it and then hopefully just head that stress off completely deal with it oh, maybe I don't have enough water. We drank some of the water, so I need to go buy water. Okay, I can do that. Let me just run over and get some water tonight, and that's off my list, and I don't stress out about it anymore. I don't know if I've shared this in the past, but when I was in undergrad, I did a dual degree in early childhood education and also child psychology. And so when Suzanne was bringing up all this research to me, it started this like flood of memories back. I mean, it's obviously been a few years since I was in college, but this research about calm and about creating this environment in which your children can truly thrive There's lots of research out there that suggests that when you or your child, anyone is living within that realm of chronic stress, that basically you are existing in the world of fight or flight. And when your body is reacting that way, if you're not familiar with that term, that means basically when you're living in that state of stress, your survival mode kicks in. And so you're either going to fight or you're going to run. Okay, because you want to survive. That's human nature, right? So when you're under that chronic stress and that's what your body is going through all the time and that's what your mind is going through all the time, your body is not able to function optimally. All of these other systems are inhibited because you're in survival mode all the time. And I really think this is about analyzing. Do we need to stay in survival mode or can we come out of survival mode? And can we move into this place of thriving? And if that's not coming naturally to me, and that's not um, something that seems attainable to me, then why? And what um, professionals can I reach out to to get help in this area to move out of survival mode? And physical changes can I make to my environment in order to move out of that survival mode? And what changes can I put in place? So I, I really encourage you to think outside the box if you have been in this place of living in survival mode for maybe for some of you it's for as long as you can remember like maybe you don't even realize you're living in survival mode anymore yeah if you feel like you're in that survival mode and you don't realize it and there's a lot of symptoms that you can look up and see oh my gosh i i feel like that all the time nauseous headaches racing heart 
sweaty palms. There's so many things that that could be happening that would indicate that you're living in that, especially if you're feeling those symptoms frequently. The other thing to think about is if our kids are under this kind of stress and they're sponges and they're feeling this stress off of their parents, then they're coming to school and they are not in a state to learn. And I know there are a lot of parents or a lot of teachers in the whole world that are very worried about the COVID slide and that the kids have fallen behind. And if that's getting put on the kids every time they walk into school or every time they come home and and their parents are worried about whether they've fallen behind, they're never going to be in a state where they can actually learn and get caught up. And anybody who's worried about that, it is an issue. But everybody's just take like the whole world, take a big deep breath, relax, because everybody's in the same boat and the kids are going to get caught up. But not if they're under all this stress all the time, because they're not going to be able to learn their bodies and their brains aren't going to be able to be calm and relaxed enough to let that knowledge sink in. I want to take a second to differentiate between the stress that we've been highlighting in this episode so far, that's more of negative stress, and then healthy stress. So there are healthy stressors in life, and please don't take the opportunity to learn and grow from those healthy stressors away from your kids. That's not what we're going for here. Kids need to experience some level of stress, of that healthy stress. Okay, Kids shouldn't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from. Kids shouldn't have to worry about where they're going to sleep tonight. Kids shouldn't have to worry about, um, you know, if I touch something like the package that was delivered on my porch, I might catch this horrible disease and end up in the hospital and God only knows what at that point. Kids shouldn't have to worry about those types of things. Kids should have to worry about things like, ooh, I need my homework at school tomorrow, so I need to make sure that I get it in my backpack tonight. Mm-hmm. Kids should have to worry about things like, if I'm not kind to anyone at school, I might not have any friends, so I need to figure out a way to be kind. Those types of stressors are healthy stressors, and we want our kids to go through those things so that they learn and grow from them. There is nothing wrong with a sense of urgency, teaching our kids this sense of urgency that we need to get things done and we need to be intentional so that we can have more time for fun in our lives. We don't need to lollygag all the time. Those Mm -hmm. types of stressors, and I'm using that word intentionally, and some of you may be thinking, those aren't, that's not stress. Oh, but it is. Mm -hmm. That's healthy stress for a child. Um, and having that differentiation in your mind can really help to frame this conversation. Yeah. And, and I would even say with anxiety as well, like a little, I've always told my kids a little bit of anxiety is a good thing. We have anxiety for a reason. We feel anxious when we haven't done things that we know we're supposed to have done. So that anxiety makes you put your homework in your backpack. It makes you get your lunch by the front door so you don't walk out without it. It makes you be nice to your friends because you want to have friends. It forces you to do those things, but it can turn negative when when you worry about every single thing. I have always said a little anxiety is a good thing because that's what makes you get your stuff done. And so you're right. You definitely need a little bit of stress and a little bit of anxiety in your life. But the healthy ones and the age-appropriate ones, the ones that are the right things to be stressed out and have anxiety about at their age. And I think it also comes back to the things that you can control. 
you can have stress and anxiety about things that you can control because you can do something about it and, and get it your homework stay done. stress for long, right? Yes. Yep. Right. So like I'm stressed right now, like say I'm a 10 year old and I'm stressed right now because I know I have three pages of math homework to do and I've been on my video games for an hour. Well, that's good stress because you need to get that done. And okay, I'm going to turn off my video games. I'm going to get my three pages of math homework finished. I'm going to put it in my backpack. And now my stress is gone. I've dealt with it. It's done. So kids, they shouldn't be spending their time being stressed out about, for example, getting to school on time because they're not in control of being able to drive the car. They're not old enough to drive the car yet. And so that is not something that should be worrying them and stressing them. So let's switch gears a little bit to ways that we can handle stress and things that we can do to get some of the stress off our plates. For me, anytime I've been in a stressful situation, I get in the car and especially if I'm by myself, like I really try to make a conscious effort to say like, leave it behind, leave it there. And when I walk in the door, just try to not carry that stress in with me because I don't want my family, the first thing they see for me is me like lashing out because I just came off of some stressful situation. I want them to see me happy and bubbly. And later on, I can talk to my husband and I can like debrief with him when we're out for a walk or when the kids aren't around. Now my kids are older, so they're usually a lot of times involved in these conversations because they don't let my stress bother them anymore. But when they were younger, I definitely would have like really tried to leave the stress behind and then deal with it later on. I think a big part of this is knowing yourself and being intentional. I recently had a conversation. I've mentioned before that I am in a coaching program to up-level my own skills as a coach. Um, And one of the skills that I've actually been working on with one of my peer coaches is this whole idea of being able to essentially turn my mind off for a few minutes so that my mind is not constantly like going, 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 because I feel like Sometimes the ideas are just like floating around like ping pong balls in in my brain. I know a lot of people can relate to that idea. But we were talking this week about ways that I can consciously choose calm, even if it's just for three minutes in the middle of the day, because then I'm better able to face all of the things that I need to face the rest of the day. So some ideas that I want to throw out there for you are, are there moments in your day? Maybe it's your commute, for instance. Maybe your commute turns from this time that you spend trapped in your car for 30 minutes or an hour. Maybe you reframe that and now it's like your quiet solitude. Maybe you can have complete silence if that's what you need. Or maybe you can get lost in an amazing audiobook. Maybe mm-hmm. you can get lost in a great podcast. Maybe you can call an old friend who you never get to talk to. You can use that time to completely rejuvenate yourself on your way to work, on your way home from work, whatever it is. Now, I know that doesn't work for everyone. I used to have a long commute with all three of my kids in the car, for instance, and then it was not this peaceful solitude that I've been able to achieve lately in my commute just because our situation has changed a little bit. So my kids are not in the car with me right now for the majority of my commute. Um, If your kids are in the car with you, then maybe find another way. Put on great music that they love and that you love and that can be relaxing for you. Maybe open the windows when the weather's nice outside. That's always a big like shot in the arm for me. Like it's great for me. It's a de-stressor. 
If it's not the commute, then maybe during your lunch break at work, you make a conscious effort to eat your lunch and then go walk around one lap outside the outside of your building if the weather's decent. And if it's not, maybe you walk around the hallways of your building. Things like that get your body moving and just release stress. Maybe you close your eyes for two minutes and you breathe, like practice deep breathing. And you can do that anywhere. You can do that in the parking lot before you walk in to the grocery store, or you can do that in your home, or you can even do that in your office. No one's going to be mad at you if you take a two-second break to just take a breath. And you should be doing that. You're going to be so much more productive for the rest of the day. So I just want to challenge you to really think about some of these ideas. Like you have time to create calm in your life if you decide that it's a priority for you. And what are some ways that you can actually take action on this? It doesn't cost money or it can, but it doesn't have to cost money. It, it doesn't have to take a tremendous amount of your time. It's simply making that decision that you're going to create calm and then deciding how you're going to go about doing that. I love that. I think another thing that we've always done in our house is literally to turn off the news. When our kids were younger, we would not turn on the news because we just didn't want to expose them to all the negativity. The news is just, I feel like it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. And if when your kids are older and you want to expose them to that because they there will be a time when they do need to know what's going on in the world and they need to be informed limit it. You don't need to have the news channel on 24 hours a day to be informed. You could watch one hour and get the snapshot of what's been happening in the world that day and then turn it off. And if you want to watch TV, try to find something that's uplifting or something that's funny that you can watch that's going to just make you feel better because it makes a huge difference. I know when we watch the news all the time, especially I think when there's something major happening in the world, you want to watch and you want the constant updates of has it been solved or has it been found or whatever's going on. And I can feel my anxiety raise in those weeks when there's something major happening because we're watching the news so much and that's all you hear constantly in the background. And it just doesn't make you feel good. And really, I didn't, by watching it for three hours, I didn't learn anything more than if I had just watched it for one hour. And, but I have three times the amount of stress because I've been listening to it for so long. So just turn it off, watch a little bit of it, turn it off, and then find something. If you want the TV on, find something that's positive and uplifting and makes you feel good or something that's really funny and can make you laugh. Laughter is such a stress reliever. So if you can watch a comedy, then you'll be laughing and you'll feel so much better. It releases all those endorphins and everything to just make you feel so much better. And then you're going to be calmer and your house is going to be calmer. Seriously, laughter therapy is a thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but look it up if you haven't, because I looked it up a couple of years ago, actually, after I had a conversation with a teacher I used to work with. Um, and she would always make me laugh. Like she just was, she was always saying funny things. And she just had that personality who like you wanted to be around her because you knew you were going to be laughing. And she was joking with me about laughter therapy one day. And she was like, no, seriously, look it up. 
And it's a real thing where people like sit around and just laugh, like and belly they just laugh. Start laughing. Yes, it's and- <laughs> amazing. There's like clubs and everything yeah. that you can be a part of. Yeah, I want to do it. Like I want to I- do it too because yeah. I like to laugh. So, oh my gosh! And all I need is somebody to laugh, and I'll just start laughing, and I don't even know why. All right, so I got funny. your back, Suzanne. We're going to do Let's this. Let's do it. Let's yeah. make our own club. Seriously. <laughs> I've been in places before in my life where I just needed a laugh, and you just start laughing, and it feels so good. You feel it a little does. crazy because really there's nothing funny going on around you at that moment, but try it. And then people uh, walk in and like, you. what's so funny? We don't know. We're just laughing. Yeah. And then, and then they'll start laughing and it's contagious. It's yeah. so good. Do it. And that's like my next tip was really to like spend time laughing, spend time with friends. Like it's hard. I know everybody, different parts of the world are in different stages of lockdown, but try to find a way to be social. There's actual research on this about how important it is to have physical social contact with people and We've spent we spent so much time being isolated from others that we're all hurting from that. And so just reconnect with friends, maybe form a bubble that you can hang out with the same group of people if you're worried about COVID and like actually get together. Have a barbecue in your backyard or just have somebody come over and put lawn chairs out and just sit outside and, and chit chat for a little bit with a neighbor or with somebody. But just having that connection with people that not on a Zoom, not on the phone, but actually in real life, it really scientifically is proven to make your mood better and to relieve stress. And you'll probably start laughing and you can have your own laughing club like us. <laughs> <laughs> One of my biggest ways of stress relief is just prayer. I wake up, I start my day with prayer, I end my day with prayer. And it just helps me get in the right frame of mind. And then when things happen to me during the day that I feel like are overwhelming or I start to feel my heart rate increasing or the stress coming on, just take a second in my head and I just pray like, please, God, let me figure this out or please, God, let this work out or whatever is happening that I'm stressed about. Because then, especially those things that we really have no control over, if it's somebody else that's causing the stress or it's a situation that I can't control at all, then it's I am like physically, mentally just letting it go from me and giving it to God. And then it gets off my head. It gets out of my body. I don't know how to explain it, but that's how I feel. And then it's like I can get back to normal and calm down and get busy with what I need to do. Absolutely. I 100% relate to that as well, because that whole expression that you just said, giving it to God, I was raised on that expression. And so when I get really stressed, I can almost hear my mom's voice saying, give it to God, Brianna, because that is a very real way that I deal with stress as well. And I'm sure will resonate with, with a lot of our listeners. The bottom line is we're just trying to help you come up with ways to bring more calm in your life and thinking about the effects that it has on the kids because we want them to grow up healthy with fully functioning developed brains and organs we want them to be able to go to school and learn and soak up as much knowledge as they can we just want them to have the healthy stress but not the unhealthy stress the things that are age appropriate stressors for them All of those are good, but try to create this sense of calm as much as you can in your house. We want to create security for them, for our children, so that they feel better and they're not as stressed and they know that we've got this and 
we're going to take care of them and then they can go to school and be really successful and feel very calm and learn everything they need to learn this school year. For sure. So our takeaway for today is that there will always be stress in our lives. So have strategies to positively deal with it and teach those strategies to your kids. The wiring of kids' brains literally changes for the better when their typical environment is calm. And our action item today is to think about one thing that is really stressing you out. And if you can do something productive about reducing that stress, then spend some time on doing that. If it is out of your control, let it go and on focus on something that is happy and positive. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this episode with family and friends. We love to spread the word. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our show today. If you enjoyed what you heard and would like to learn more about setting yourself up to thrive in your hive, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Also, check out our website at thriveinthehive.life. We can also be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can't wait to talk with you again soon. Hi, listeners. Just a quick note that the views expressed in this podcast are solely the personal views of Brianna and Suzanne. They are not the viewpoints of any of the institutions that we may be affiliated with.